Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on X Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Down D1 Speaks. Hey, I tell you what, we got a great show tonight. We got a repeat guest. I mean, this is somebody that you're absolutely going to want to tune into. Uh, She knocked it out of the park the first time she was here. She's agreed to come back on. It's a big deal. We've got Danielle Martin with us. She runs uh, True Mindset. So, hey, Danielle, are you there? I am here. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming back. That really makes us feel good that, you know, maybe the first time wasn't just a fluke. You saw something in it and you wanted to come back. So thank you. No, thank you for having me. It means a lot to be of service to these young kids and parents, coaches that are listening and a part of this group. And, you know, it, it always feels good to be a part of something bigger than yourself. So thank you for having me. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very happy to have you back. And what I thought we could do is maybe just a little refresher, honestly, on what it is that you provide. I mean, I know that you're already kind of dialed in and you understand our core audience, you know, which is uncommitted high school and college uh, baseball players. I know that's also near and dear to your heart, you know, certainly within your own family, you've kind of gone through that progression you understand what some of these guys are are dealing with on the other side. So I thought maybe this would just be a good chance for us just to kind of jump in and, and really talk about what it is that you do and how you can help some of our guys maybe just really be successful. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's kind of start with your beginnings. You know, you really found a true mindset with a passion, you know, for the mental and performance coaching, right? So just kind of talk to us about how that journey began and what your background in sports and personal protection influenced the creation of True Mindsets. Thank you. That's a great question. And that will be, I'm going to answer it in the simplest form. Of course, there's always long versions to everything, but in these spaces, I want to be as compact and efficient to everybody as possible. So my background um, was a professional athlete. I was a collegiate athlete and a martial artist. I also worked in high level personal security. So I kind of took from all those things um, and married the protection mindset to the athlete mindset, to the fighter mindset. And then of course I'm a mom and a female and you know we're wired emotionally and we're nurturers And so combining all those things together, I formed True Mindsets. And True Mindsets was, you know, the word true. I used to have a company called True Boundaries. And it's really about, True Boundaries was really um, focused on really establishing boundaries that are good for you, not ones everyone else wants you to have because it serves them. And I realized how challenging that was for myself and not just for myself, but for others. And so also looking at just like where sports are with all the analytics and everything else, it's almost like we forget as athletes so easily that we're not just robots, we're human beings. And we all have intuitions and that intuition is our feel. And sports will always be played best when we 
don't forget the fact that we are human beings and we have a feel and we use that feel and we rely on that intuition because it's not going to lie. An example, like if I'm out in center field and I feel like I need to move, move over two steps based on a swing I just saw, a swing and miss maybe, because I'm anticipating a ball maybe coming right center a little more shallow based on the position of the hitter, that's my instincts talking. That's my intuition. So I can listen to the analytics of where someone positioned me, or I can listen to the athlete in me, that inner voice, intuitive piece that's saying maybe take two steps to the left and in a little bit. And then lo and behold, that little shallow ball comes in and I was there for it because I was listening to my instincts or I'm way out in the middle of center and I got to run and get it. Maybe I would have caught it in the air versus getting it on the ground. So like little detailed things that kind of just are unspoken. So the true, um, the true path of that um, is different for everybody, right? We're all different. Um, we all have different ways we learn, different ways that we measure our own competences and even our stresses. So we're all individuals. We're not just one. If you're a coach talking to a team, you have a team. It's a group of individuals and not individual players. Before they're players, they're humans. So what is our truth? And, and let's get to that. And that's kind of my philosophy in, in dealing with these athletes. I, I really do my best to meet them where they are. I have a way of going about doing that. And, and it starts with them identifying some things um, within themselves vulnerably to me so that I can meet them where they are and we can build from there. Man, that's good stuff. So kind of give us a little bit of a feel. What do you mean meeting you, meeting them where they are? What do they need to give you so that you can go and meet them? Well, I, I ask, I ask um, in certain ways um, for them to re reveal to me their highs uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and their lows. And, and that could be on a day-to-day -day basis. That could just be... Um, you know, overall, and that's as a human being first, then, then as an athlete. So I ask them, what makes you confident? Write a list of that down for me. And what are the things that stress you out? And why do I ask this? I ask this because if I sit back and I just project my own confidences onto someone else, um, or I assume these things don't stress them out, or they do stress them out based on my own stresses, then I'm not really addressing a different individual. I'm addressing him while I project my own confidences. My confidences come from years of experience. So that experience, yes, you can verbally share it with somebody. You can paint perspectives and frame things for them to see things in different ways. But when they're walking through a bubble like an organization in MLB or let's use the minor leagues, for example, that's a high pressure, very chaotic anxiety riddled, fear riddled, um, a lot of uncertainty, which is where anxiety comes from, um, environment. And if I'm on the outside saying, hey, go out there and just be confident. How do I know that they know how to drum up confidence or where it comes from, or if they're even confident at all? Sometimes people have, I've asked them to define confidence to me and they actually don't know how to define it. Um, they don't know where it lives when it's gone. They don't know where to grow it before they have it and where to protect it um, to keep it. Um, and especially in a game like baseball, you know, and you go down to the high school level when these kids are living in those anxious spaces, when they're watching kids around them being committed and coaches coming, recruits in the stand, scouts in the stand. And it creates a lot of pressure, pressure um, that some of these kids don't know how to handle. And they don't know sometimes that it's normal. 
You're not the only one with it. You're not the only one feeling scared or hoping to pitch a strike that night or hoping not to strike out that night because so-and-so's in the stands. So getting them um, in the understanding of just themselves and, and that it's okay, that this is common because so many of these kids feel this need to show up. And even when they're not okay, it, it's not okay not to be okay in their mind, even though it's okay not to be okay. And we can't presume, we can't say these things and then presume that the environment they're moving through, it's just okay not to be okay because some environments are not as friendly. Some environments are not as nurturing. Some environments are not born on, you know, being run on development. They're being run on win. We need to win or else. And they're squeezing these kids and pressing these kids. And, you know, it's baseball's a rough, tough sport. So I'm not saying I'm not the participation type mindset person. I'm all about that tough love and that guidance. But when kids understand the why and the how, like if I'm in a jujitsu class and I teach a, I teach a, a move or something or a technique, when I explain why this is what you do, this is how you do it, and this is all you, also how you defend it, and I explain why, most people, 98% of the people will remember the technique when it comes time to train it. If I don't explain the why, I notice sometimes three quarters of the class um, will be able to maybe remember how to do it, but there'll be a million questions. So when, you under, when kids understand the why, the how, they go and do it. They want the tool, and then if you show them how to use it and why we use it here, they, they absorb it. They, they know, but a lot of times coaches... Um, don't have time to explain that. They just have an expectation. We need to win. And a coach has his own world he moves through based on his own pressures and expectations of whoever's hired him for that team or whatever the, whatever the position is. So it goes down this, this ladder, but the kids are the ones, you know, that are really suffering. We don't know what type of home life they have. Um, I don't presume and assume to know anything. So I ask, I, 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 I do what I can to know what their highs are in their mind and their life and what their lows are for them in their world, in their mind, in their life, in their heart even. And when I know that, I can kind of come in right where they are based on where they're at in their sport and I can find a balance in terms of where we start that allows them to gain some immediate progress because progress makes humans happy and also allows for some immediate support and also just some immediate reprieve from whatever emotions they may be experiencing and then framing it up for them to be able to go compete even with these emotions. Cause a lot of times when I talk to somebody, their emotions are, are what's in their way, which predominantly significant, you know, you hear people say, get out of your own way. You need to get out of your own way. You need to go out and do this and do that. Like, gosh, I would love to tell me how I've yet to meet a, a, a player, even at the big league level, who's like, Oh yeah, this coach explained how, no, they just have expectations. They speak in terms of results and expectations. But how can you expect these things when it's never been taught? And a lot of times these kids learn it the hardest way. And in the game of, game of baseball these days, with the high level of competitiveness, you got a transfer portal with 3,000 players. These kids don't feel comfortable saying, hey, coach, I'm not okay. Hey, coach, I don't understand that. Hey, coach, um, how do I do this? Because the expectation is so high, the kid doesn't see an opening to even ask for that. So they hold it in and, and they just kind of go about it. And when you really dive in and talk to them, it's, you know, it's, it's chaotic. 
inside what's going on. And it's, you know, I just, I just go in, I take all the puzzle pieces that they give me, the more they give me, the more I give back and I help them organize it. I help them understand it. And maybe the why help them vent it, get it off their chest. Let's clean up the space and let's organize it. So you know where your tools are, you know, when to use them and you actually know the job you're doing and what tool is needed and what tools are actually not. I don't need all these. If I'm a pitcher, you know, I, I got to know that I have one job. If I'm a hitter and a positional player, I have two jobs. I need to know what those jobs are. One's offensive, one's defensive. What's your style on defense? Let's talk about it. Do you have an offensive style defense? What does that look like? Let's break it down. What's your approach? What does it look like when you start your approach? What's your preparation? As a, as a fighter, when I'm competing for a fight, if, if I haven't maxed out and done everything I know I can do in my preparation, I already feel less confident for my fight. But if I've done all I can do mentally, nobody's beating me. Literally, I'm like, nobody's beating me. I already know I've got this one. Baseball has to be the same. Our confidence has to live in our preparation. But how can you have an approach and a preparation if you're not clear on the job and the tools it takes to do it? And, and how to polish those tools. What does that mean? So there's, there's a lot of breaking down to it, but meeting a player where they're at is just me looking at them as a human and recognizing that there's going to be some things, human things that are going on that might be, might be influencing what's going on on the field and vice versa. Those two go hand in hand. But like I said before to you, Alan and I, and you've talked about it, there's no better game that parallels, parallels life in general. You know, so it's, it's a balancing act. And that's just kind of my style of how I go about seeking that and, and, and my why. Hey, that's outstanding. Guys, this is Danielle Martin. She's True Mindsets, and she absolutely knows what she's talking about. Just to give you a little bit of a background of who she is, this is a, this is a, a woman who was the California State Player of the Year when she was in high school. She did many, many sports. She was track and field. She was surfing. I mean, she was involved in many, many sports. And then she went on to play at a very high level at UCLA. And she kind of took that and really progressed her career. I think you were a pro surfer at one mm -hmm. point. I know you've been a TV personality. Mm -hmm. You have really put yourself in, in probably uncomfortable positions your entire life, really have pushed yourself both physically and mentally. And the reason I want to uh, share that is this is someone who didn't, um, you know, she didn't look up what does it take to be a little bit mentally tougher. She lived it. She kind of went through it. She had a rough background, you know, as a, as a, as a young lady in high school and many things that she overcame. And uh, she has led a very, very successful life. And what's really interesting now is she's got a couple of high-level athletic kids. She's got one that's, that's at uh, playing baseball. He's at USC, and I think you've got another that's in high school that's probably just a big, huge kid, <laughs> and he's trying to figure out, right, he's probably trying to figure out what it is exactly that he wants to do. So you've kind of lived it from both sides. You, you went through it, you're nurturing it, and you've got tremendous uh, perspective to help other people as well. So I just want to kind of give that quick background. Danielle Martin, True Mindsets, absolutely knows what she's talking about when she's saying, hey, I want to meet somebody where they are. I think it was a great, uh, it was a great answer. I appreciate that. Of Danielle. course. I wish I was the best softball in the state, best softball player in the state. <laughs> I, I think I spread myself um, 
thin um, amongst all these different sports for all my various reasons. But I definitely, you know, I, I want to tell people everybody has their own journey. Um, and, you know, I liked what you said. You said you interviewed somebody last night named Phoebe, soccer player, and never quit on a bad day. That's That's just such a great title to a book, but it's also just such a great thing to remember, such a simple sentence, never quit on a bad day. And I've said that in some ways. I told this high schooler this year, um, this last year that wasn't sure he wanted to play this last season, the spring season of baseball, senior, committed to a college. He's like, I just don't like the coaches. And I said, don't give your power to them to steal your passion and, and go out. And I know you're having a bad day today, but go out and, and have a great week, have a great, at least give 30 more days and at the end of those 30 days, if you come to me and you say the same thing you're saying to me today, and that's been your experience every day, come talk to me and I'll, and I'll go and I'll, I'll be there the day you quit. I'll go support you that day. But don't quit today just because it's a hard day. So I respect that so much. And it's just, it's a journey. It, it is a process. I know people don't love hearing the word process all the time, but it genuinely is. And there's a lot of good ups and downs and to be comfortably uncomfortable in life, the more uncomfortable we are, the more we're going to learn. So in those moments of despair or dark places, just remember to take a pause and be like, I'm not just going to be woe is me in this moment. I, I got to look around and where's the lesson? Where's the message? Because I know these things aren't just happening to me just because there's something, maybe the man upstairs is trying to tell you or the universe or whatever you believe in. There's something bigger around you that's trying to guide you in some sort of way, like a North star leading you exactly to where you're supposed to be. And you, you just, even if you can't believe in that, if you have faith, just remember faith is believing in something we can't see. So take a breath on those days and just know there's a message here. And that discomfort is teaching you something. It's opening something inside of you that is letting out more strength for you to accomplish something where you're going to need it. Absolutely. And I, and I think, and I want you to talk about this, but I, my understanding is true mindsets really has an action oriented approach. Yes. And what I mean by that, yeah, I think that's part of the process, you know, really for your mental development. Could you maybe kind of talk about some of those concepts that are, that really align the action orient the action oriented process with being successful as a uh, athlete? Yeah. And I, and I'll use an example so I, I think that there's a lot of tremendous sports psychologists out there. There's, you know, people out there that are that will sit down and have great conversations. I, I for one, had one of the very best people out there as um, a coach, a, a sports psych guy. And I felt like one of the things that I missed as an athlete was the how to piece of it. So I might have a really great conversation and then. I would go out and, and I'd be out in the field in the moment or even in my approach and on deck. I would feel like, where do I use that? I get what he's saying. It's amazing. And when he was sitting there saying it, it was as if like his confidence became mine in the moment, but I still didn't know where to find mine. I didn't know how to generate it. I didn't know how to take the conversation into the game and make it a tool. So for me, I'll be, I'll talk to the player and I'll be like, okay, so let's say, for instance, breath. Let's talk about breath work. Uh, we have the ability to shift our nervous system from a fight or flight, sympathetic nervous system, 
to the parasympathetic, which is the rest, digest, or relax mode. We physically can do that by using a breath. We take about 30,000 breaths a day. So why not use those breaths? We're taking them anyways, right? Breath is king. Breath comes before movement. And if we follow the breath, then our movement will be smoother, right? It doesn't mean we're slowing down or anything like that. So I might have a conversation like that with a player. And I'll say, so what I'd like you to do now, let's put that into the game. Let's objectify our helmet as our breath so that in the hole, when you put that helmet on, we are now going to breath. I go to my, I go to my relaxed breath. It's a one to two ratio. So the action is not just talking about the breath and what it can do. Now I'm, I've got something, an object, my helmet. I put it on in the hole and I start my breath. So one to two ratio might be four seconds in, eight seconds out. My nose is for breathing. My mouth is for eating. So I'm inhaling through my nose, out my mouth. This is actionable. Now I'm not in the, I'm not in the hole just getting ready. I'm getting ready and I'm also doing something to serve me doing my job. I'm taking steps before I get into that box off my checklist to be prepared. I'm not waiting till I get to the box to then try to shift my nervous system because I'm nervous, right? Game's on the line. Coaches has expectations. I, maybe I'm 0 for 2 already. I'm feeling the pressure coming on. Instead of allowing my mind to go to, I got to try not to strike out, I go to a positive action. And I already have that action prepared. It's laid out for me. So helmet is my breath. Now I go to the on-deck circle. I'm already, my body's already shifting. It's paying attention to something of what we need to do in order to do the job. I'm focused on the job. I'm not focused on my emotions of fear, anxiety, or hoping, or worried what the coach thinks, or I'm focused on an action. My breath brings me to the present. So I've got my helmet, which objectifies breath. Now I'm going up, I'm on deck. I wanna find my balance. I'm getting grounded, feeling my feet in the ground because I hit from the ground up. Now I move in and I'm going over my, my checklist. I attack fastballs. Why am I attacking fastballs? Because physics says if I'm looking curve, I'm not catching up to a fastball. But if I'm looking fastball, I have time to make an adjustment. So I'm going, see how the brain's staying active in all these moments? There's not time for emotion. I'm overriding motion with compete. So now it's like actionable. I go in, it's attack mode. I'm the predator. He's the prey. I've already sized him up. I've got my psychological, like my, my body language is, is, is saying confident. Why? Because I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going, right? They always say in the protection world, if you're walking down the street and you don't know where you look like, you, you cannot know where you're going. But if you look like you don't know where you're going, you become the prey. Someone's going to come up to you. You look unsure. You look weak. You look confused. So it makes you more of a prey than somebody who's walking like they know exactly where they're going with the confidence. Chest is up. They're walking. Heads up. They don't look confused. It's a straight line. So that psychological warfare of body language, so a pitcher sees you as like, geez, this guy is balanced. He's not chasing why is he not chasing? Well, I'm not chasing because I already know where my zone is that I'm attacking in. And probability says you're coming in it. So let's go. Let's play my game. You're the predator. I'm, I mean, I'm the predator. You're the prey. Sorry. I'm absorbing the probability before I get in there. I can't, if I just tell somebody, hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go be aggressive. 
and they don't know, they don't know how to define what aggressive is for them. Now we have a guy who's like, well, I was being aggressive. What were you doing? Oh, I hit ball hard. I, I just swing. And I can tell, I can tell a, a hitter who has an approach that's organized, and I can tell one that doesn't. And I can tell you now, I've asked, I've surveyed teams, and I've said, do you know what the coach means when he says, go be aggressive? And I'll have six kids say this, eight kids say that, three kids say this, and the coach says this. That's four different de definitions going on on one team. And that's re the result of a 30-minute conversation after the game. And then you talk to the coach and he's like, I've told these kids 3,000 times this and, and they're all doing it, it their own way. Well, the communication, there's a break in it. They don't know why. They don't know how. So action is very important. So if I lay it out like that and I give them a to-do list that, that fits them, that, that they understand in, a, in their language, in their way, then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so organized. Now, even if they're upset at something, they have a game plan. That is a preparation. That is a routine. That is an approach because it's organized. You are absorbing probability as a hitter when you do that from a pitcher. There is an equation going on there. There's four balls and three strikes. There's a zone, there's angles, there's probability. If I'm a hitter, I want to absorb as much of that as I can before I get up there. He has an advantage over me, believe it or not. And you know what most hitters forget is that that position is offensive. And when I talk to them, they are speaking defense. Even coaches will talk defense to a player. Go look for strikes. You know what the word look is? It's not an attack word. It's a verb that says stand there and watch with your eyes. It does not set the body up to hit. It does not set the body up to react. The words matter. So if I say go attack, go attack your pitch. If I set up a zone, it's just a matter of time before he comes in it. My job is to be ready. I am ready. I'm balanced. I can feel my feet in the ground. I use my breath. I reset before every single pitch because it just takes one. So I don't call them pitches. I call them opportunities. And when you frame it up like that, you're like, your job is offensive. So you better have an offensive body language. You better get up there. You better be offensive with your words all the way down to the actions to the do. There's no more trying. Baseball after high school and everything else, you're not trying baseball. You're doing it. You either do it or you fail. If you fail, what's your adjustment? Do you know? What's your, what's your failure routine? Your routine is how you react. You already have that mapped out. So we have that mapped out too, and that's an action. Pitchers, we have a big failure routine. And we, and, and we map that out for each pitcher. So when I say I meet a player where he is, I meet the human where he is and teach him how important it is to be an organized player. Better humans make better players. Better players make better teams. And it, and it has to be in the do. We, we take try out. I take try out of their vocabulary. Now it's do. Because when I'm an outfielder and I say, I got it, I got it, I'm not trying. I'm getting it. If I don't get it, I failed. But now I react. If I bounce it, whatever that runner's running, I'm on him. I'm, I'm attacking him now, you know? So there's different styles of defense. There's different jobs on the field. My first question is, what's your job? And if they're like, oh, well, uh, my job's to do this. I'm like, that's a result. And this is because they're coached that way. They don't break it down. This game is mental because it lures a pitcher into thinking he's on defense. I'm, I'm going out to defense now. 
you might, you might be in center and you might be at short or first or second, third, right and left, but you, my friend, are not if you're on the mound. You are on offense. You're on offense. So what does your offensive approach as a pitcher look like? What's your job? Your job's not to throw strikes. Your job's not to get out. Your job is to execute pitches. It's one job. How can I get a pitcher to do that every single pitch? To get him to focus in and in between pitches, especially when it doesn't go his way and it generates an emotion or he has an emotion going out there. How do we get him to pull in and compete above those emotions? Do we get him to resist them? No, because what we resist persists. Do we get him to accept those emotions and rise above them, which would exactly what we were talking about earlier, make him uncomfortable. My question to you would be like, who here is okay being uncomfortable? Raise your hand. Okay, if you're sad, mad, scared, can I still put the ball in your hand? Can you go pitch for this team? Can you go execute pitches? We know you're capable, but if you're uncomfortable or this, re this recruits in the stand or this scout's there and you're uncomfortable, is your job going to be worrying about him, impressing him, being nervous about him there? Or are you going to be focused on the one job I'm asking you to do for the next 20, 30 minutes, one pitch at a time? That takes training. That takes breaking down and explaining it and getting whatever the emotions, traumas, dramas, chaos, in between all those pitches or out on that mound that's been living there with him, the mess, and, and things that are not his job that he actually thought they have were his job this whole entire time. If I can clean that space out and we work it out and they understand why well, I can't just go, hey, yeah, that, don't worry about that. I can't tell someone how to feel. We... I've been told how to feel millions. You should be so confident. You're going to win this. This be easy. No, I'm sorry. I don't underestimate anyone, anyone ever, ever. I go in, I'm humble, but I, if I'm playing my game and I'm focused on it and I'm all in, I'm a hundred percent. Even if I'm 80% that day, I'm a hundred, I'm giving a hundred of that 80. I'll be your best. Trust me. You're going to have a very tough time beating me. And if you do, I will tip my hat to you. That's how confident I am. I'll want to be your friend. I'm not making friends with failure, but I'm humbled by it. And if I see good baseball, I'll tip my hat. Hell yeah. But I'm not going to give you anything. I'm taking food off your plate. You're not taking it off mine. That takes training. Toughness is underestimated. You are not tough because you lift weights or because you run fast. You're tough when you can get up when you get knocked down and you can rise above the emotions and flex out for your team and be back in the game on the very next pitch and know how you get there every time. That's consistency. Baseball pays a lot for consistency. You, are, you need to become a master of consistency more than you need to worry about throwing strikes. And when you see it that way, strikes will come. Rewards will come. Baseball will come. Recruits will come. Scouts will come. They will all come to see you. That's a fact. And that's true. That's the truth. Hey guys, this is Danielle Martin. It's True Mindsets. You can see why I've asked her to come back a second time. She absolutely knows where to meet you to help you be successful. Hey, Danielle, just quickly. Yes, sir. If someone wants to get in touch with you, how do they find you? What, what's the best way to reach out, with you, reach out to you so that they can be successful as well? Well, I, I just launched a platform this year with about 150 pieces of content, plus some exciting interviews. I think Trevor Story's up there. 
Um, he was my interview last month and, and one of my guys. And um, it's at truemindsets.com. And if you do go there and you do sign up, please put now D1 in the coupon code area. And uh, there's a discount if you sign up for the whole year. It's $29.99 a month. So I made it affordable for everyone. If there's anybody out there um, that cannot afford that, they need to contact you. And I know that you are wanting to gift them a subscription and we will make that happen for them because I believe that this type of support should be for everybody. But you know, when you are out there and you are making an investment in yourself, it's no different than an athletic trainer, a hitting coach, a pitching coach, you know, making that investment in yourself is going to be very important. And when you have a game that's 90% mental, 10% physical, I would encourage everyone to be diving into this work. There's some information on there for coaches. There's information on there for parents, questions to ask when your kids are being recruited, um, things that will save you a lot of time and even heartbreak. Like when you go in, I've been through the gamut, even with my oldest son um, in, the, in the college space. It, it just, you know, I always used to say when I was teaching personal protection, violence doesn't discriminate. And, you know, same thing in the, in the college area. It's, it's heart-wrenching at times and things that you think of that should never happen to a kid like yours or whatever. These things are happening. And, and if we understand as parents, when we're going into these meetings, the right questions to ask, you're only asking to protect your kid. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they're, they're the right kinds of questions to ask. So there's information for the whole family, but there are, when you get on there, depending on what your main issue is, I've gotten, I've put things in categories um, so that kids can click on and it'll feed you a program with the content based on what you're trying to work on at that time. So there's different programs based on different things that you're dealing with. So that, you know, in the instance, that was kind of my dilemma, putting something online was that how am I going to meet these kids where they are online? This doesn't feel right, but I really found a great way of doing it. And I share the information as genuinely as possible, straightforward. And if you don't want it set up in a program, you can scroll and, and just look at the titles. They're very accurate to exactly how, I hear the information from kids um, and I'm doing my very best to just unload in some of these things in three minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. There are quick little sessions. I encourage you to have a little journal and, and journal along, take notes with the action points um, and, and track your own progress. This is being a student of the game. And you know, the good thing about the platform is you're in a private place. You have your, you're in the comfort of your own home you're online or wherever you're comfortable and, and you're in privacy. So some people have issues about the mental piece, like, oh, uh, nothing's wrong with me. This is not work. Performance coaching and mental skills is not about what's wrong with you. It's about what else can I do right to improve my game? What can I, what can I, you know, I guess, what can I, um, unfold like what can I open up what area can I open up to reveal something more that I need for my game so it's just adding on to what you're already doing and maybe reorganizing some things so the platform is truemindsets.com it's a subscription platform and it's for the whole family but you know obviously it's targeting the athletes and it's really there just to support them and yeah I have my email on there I'm accessible 
um, on social media. I have um, at True Mindsets on Instagram and obviously the the Twitter or X, whatever they call it now. But, you know, I do check my DMs. I'm not on Instagram every single day or social media because I am working. But I will always get back to you and emails too. Um, feel free to email me, Danielle, at truemindsets.com. That's, you know, obviously coming right to me. It's not somebody working for me answering it. it will be me. So I'm so happy um, to be supportive to any of you and you know i just really that's why i'm here that's why i'm doing what i do that's why i launched the, sub, the subscription platform um and any feedback any tips pointers from coaches hey you should do a segment on this or that please feel free or if it's something you want to do on my platform i'm so happy to share it so that's what it's there for hey that is so awesome so truemindsets.com and I got to tell you, from a personal level, I love that coupon code, now D1. I think it's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. I really, really appreciate yeah. that. It's super affordable at $29.95 a month. But guess what? If there are limitations, if there's something there, just reach out to me directly. I'm sure we can figure this out. Danielle is here to help. Yep. There's no question. She, her client base is phenomenal. You know, when you really kind of start looking at who all she works with, and you start talking to her, guess what? She may drop a name or two. And the names that she drops are Hall of Famer type names. I mean, it's really, she's an impressive person with an impressive background that absolutely wants to help you. So let me ask you something. If you've got a little bit more time, I do have a couple of more questions that I would, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to keep you over your stay, but I would love to ask you just a couple more Please. things. All right. One of the big, I think one of the, and you kind of touched on it specifically with the, uh, the own, the, when, when you're getting on deck. And I love the way you were kind of describing that, just putting your helmet on. You started talking about the breathing and it was this routine, you know, and, and if, if I started thinking about the importance of a routine, gratitude, consistency, resiliency, if you could kind of talk about that, maybe even expand a little bit, how do those attributes really contribute to long-term success? Great question, Alan. You know, gratitude is one of my, I have a hoodie that I give all my players and down the left sleeve, because that's the side our heart's on, it says gratitude. And players that have experienced anxiety, this is kind of a fun fact. Science says that when gratitude, the action of being grateful is present, anxiety cannot be present. You wonder why? Well, anxiety comes from uncertainty, not knowing. But if I'm being grateful, I'm acknowledging the things I do know, the things I do have, the things I am, and, and the moment I'm about to step into, the opportunity in front of me, right? So I always tell my players, pull back. Let's go to gratitude today. The first step through the gate, under the tunnel, into the parking lot, onto the field, needs to be one of gratitude. That's the action of being grateful, when you talk to people and you're like, hey, are you grateful? Are you a grateful person? Like, yeah. But the action of being grateful is gratitude. So do you have, are you, are you giving that? Are you taking that moment to really look at like the jersey on your back, the opportunity in front of you, just to be able to walk the basic simple things that we do take for granted because we just don't think like that. We don't stop for a moment to think like that. So gratitude puts, you know, it like it sucks anxiety right off the right off the page you know it, it sucker punches anxiety right out of the space 
for that moment. And now I'm, I'm walking onto the field into my job. What's my job? What's my job? Now I get to answer it. How am I going to move and shape that space? Oh, this is how I do it. Checklist. And pretty soon you're looking around going, whoa, where'd, where'd anxiety go? Where'd that bully go? I'm not scared anymore, so it doesn't bother me. Bullies stop bothering people who are no longer scared. So because I committed to something bigger than that, I was grateful. Gratitude has rewards of peace, of happiness, of progress. It's a positive. So that goes the longest way. That is the main, main thing. Being resilient is, is merely saying, when I fall down, I will be the first one up. There's, a, there's power in the word. There's power in the commitment of a word to yourself. There's power in when someone sees you be that way. It could be physical. You could fall down, get back up. Or it could be mental or emotional. You get knocked down in life, blindsided by something or someone. Could be something a coach says. Could be something a parent says. And now I got to go out and play a game. Or I got, I got in a fight with my parents the night before. I have a paper due. This teacher gave me a hard time. Not feeling great. Well, what are you feeling? Instead of what you aren't feeling, am I 50%, 60% today? Am I 70? I have, the, I have the choice how I want to react to that. I have the choice to give 100% of that 80. Sue Inquist, my head coach at UCLA, Kelly is the head coach there now, but Kelly was the assistant when I was there. Sue, it's actually Sue's birthday today, so happy birthday, Sue Inquist. One of my favorite humans on the planet, and she's so powerful and she's so insightful, but she taught us that, and I'll never forget when she said that because it really changed my perspective every single day. I thought, yeah, you know, we're not 100% every day. We're humans. We wake up, and life's happening off, outside the field. So how can I expect to just go be perfect and in the zone or 100%? You hear this code? Give 110%. I don't believe in that. I believe there is 100%. You're either 100 or you're not. And what, when you're not something, instead of focusing on what you're not, let's, let's commit to what we are. Let's commit to giving a hundred of what we are to exactly whatever it is we need to do. And that could be competing with what's right in front of us. That could be a paper that you have due. That could be a conversation you need to have that's difficult or uncomfortable in life. That could be just anything. But being resilient, it's not if you get knocked down in life. It's when. It's 100% going to happen. So if I can accept that and say, yeah, it's, I'm not going to be perfect in baseball. I don't know why people throw such fits when they have failure in baseball. Because if you really think about it, it's based on failure. The best player to play, Barry Bonds, it's like he still failed. He still had times when he fell down. I remember asking him one time, I said, hey, did you ever have a game where you struck out twice? And he's like, yeah, I did. Or where you got rung up looking because he didn't get very many strikes. He goes, yeah, I did. And I remember Dusty Baker saying to me, what happened? Like people were in shock of him not taking advantage of a strike. And you know what he said? He goes, you know, Dusty, it's defense day today. <laughs> and he just accepted that it wasn't his day on the mound. I mean, sorry, in the box. So like that's amazing mindset. He, he didn't let it destroy his whole entire game. He just gave a hundred of whatever he was to what was working and he accepted that that just was not his day right there and he'll come back the next day and do it all over again. It doesn't mean he runs to the batting cage and goes, my bat, oh my gosh, my mechanics are off, my this, my bat. He's confident that, you know what? It's just not always gonna be my day out here. This is a game of failure. 
So I have to accept that I am signing up to play this game that is psychologically abusive. And I keep coming back for more because I love it that much. So giving grace and, and giving gratitude and understanding that resiliency is something we all need in life. And if we can learn it through baseball, God bless you. Be grateful for merely that. Absolutely. I tell you what, that's such a great perspective. Thank you for walking through that. And, and as you know, Danielle, our core audience, is, as I've alluded to earlier on Now D1 Speaks, is really uncommitted high school prospects. I mean, we have college kids that are coming on as well. But really, this show caters to high school. So you're, you're really looking at graduation year 24, 25, and 26. And let me ask you specifically, you know, how can true mindsets, you know, what specifically can you do to really support these athletes in their recruitment journey? Well, I was, I was the uncommitted kid. I was the only one on the whole team of the all-star, the national meets American league all-star game. And I remember just looking around going, what the heck's going on? And we talked about my background during that time. And, you know, I was that kid. So, you know, when, even when you just say it like that, this is, this is the audience, this is this, like I feel it in my chest and it makes me want to lift those kids up even more and, and surround them with the knowledge, the support. They don't need help. They just need support. They're all doing what they're doing and, and it's going to take them where they inevitably are meant to be. And in life, we don't always get what we want. We get what we need. But if we can go through and learn and have some experiences through the game of baseball, softball, or any sport you choose, like it, it's just going to make you your life that much richer. I don't know a life without being an athlete. And I have a lot of compassion for people who aren't. And I can tell you, I, I've never met somebody who looked at me and said, wow, you're an athlete. That sure sucks. Uh, that's lame. You're, you're a dork. Like being an athlete is really stupid. People admire you. They look up to you. They are influenced by your out exterior strength and ability, but also the interior because we're built different. We're built to withstand. You were born with that. Be grateful for that and know that, you know, this, this process that I've built or my philosophy isn't the only one. It's not the only way. It's just the way I took and it's the way I share and it's the way I choose to support. And I can tell you now, just don't give up and don't let people, <clears throat> don't let their nose discourage you in a way that you give your pow the power to them to steal that passion and joy, that drive, that want. Let it fuel you. Let it fuel you and move past it and know that there is support. And if I can be that for you, that's what we're here to do. And I know, Alan, you're, you're a huge Look at this platform that you've built for these kids and people are listening, people are watching and people are compelled and motivated by that underdog. There's a lot of big leaguers that were exactly where you are, uncommitted kids. And sometimes the uncommitted kid is the late bloomer and he's, he's the true star. So I know kids that were on varsity and eighth grade, you know, committed in eighth grade and then they have scholarships being pulled from them in college. I know a kid that I just spoke to last week, devastated. And it's almost harder on him because he had this big buildup in this, you know, on the on, on a radar, everybody's radar. So everybody's looking and that builds a lot of pressure in itself. 
So I, always, I was always the underdog. I walked in the back door and came out the front because I didn't give up because I had my own belief because I had the passion that I protected. I, I just innately did it. I don't know how I did, but I did. And I already had a high level of protective instincts because I, I was an older sibling. There's, ways, there's, there's reasons I look back and, and assume why I had that, but I did. And because I protected it, the nose, the knockdowns, the, the step over me and pick someone else who was fancier or had parents had more money or they were on a, a fancy travel ball team, like, fine, yeah, go with her. And then I'll play in the same game with her. Somehow I got there, whether it was on a bus or I walked and, and I was the all-star of the game. Like it just happened just because I had another kid first round draft pick. He's like, I remember a coach coming and picking up my Jersey. I actually am going to, release his interview on my platform. And I asked him to talk about this story. He was a first round draft pick, not last year, the year before. And he goes, I remember playing travel ball like 10, 12 years old and the, and the coach coming by and asking me back for my uniform because they needed it for someone else. They were going to let me go and put someone else. And then he played on the USA team. He's like, I was the one kid no one heard of, but he, but he got the most home runs. Then he went to college and the coach was like, yeah, not center, go to right field. And he's a prospect. So that devalued him. I said, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to work through that. I was pissed at the coach, but I talked to scouts. What does he need? What does he need to do to polish up? Okay, these are the things that will bring his value up. So we targeted those things and we stuck to the job, aside of the coach messing with them, aside of all these things. And he was like, it's first round or bust for me. I'm like, done, let's do it, let's aim. You know, he was going to get drafted, but that was, his, that was his dream, his belief, what he wanted to do. And, and, he, and he made it. So, you know, you hear all these stories and you think, gosh, I'm not committed as a junior or a senior. Or this is not happening. Like, it doesn't mean you can't go do what you want to do because you can. And it doesn't have to be D1. It doesn't have to be all the, the things that you think or you go the JUCO route and then you go into D1. But you're going you're gonna to get to where you want to go at some point if you don't give up and you don't quit and you don't let some of these clowns out there and even good people, really nice people might say, hey, man, I don't see it. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for that information. Let it take you where it needs to take you or keep showing up. But I was that kid. So I have a very soft spot in my heart. I don't think anybody needs help. I just think they need support, some guidance and maybe some influence in this area to, to help guide them. Danielle, you're awesome. You know, and I love you coming back on. I, I appreciate it so much. I think this is something I feel it that you're, that, that, that maybe you'll check in with us. I don't know, maybe every six months or so. No, I think, keep- I think we do something every other month if you want. And maybe you have your, your kids write in and, and we answer some of their questions about maybe what they're dealing with, or maybe some of these kids go get on the, get on the platform and then they can take some notes and they can ask me questions directly because guess what? The questions they're asking might be questions other people are asking and, and, and are wondering, and we're answering questions for all these kids. Cause you know, notes, not everybody feels comfortable asking, but maybe they'll feel comfortable writing into you and saying, Hey, for the mental, you know, mental, skills performance night thursdays um every other month you're going to have a list of questions you can send them to me and i can have everything ready to go when we get on and and we go after it 
Hey, you just heard it here first, right from the uh, the horse's mouth, right? Yeah. Danielle Martin saying, hey, she wants to be on every other month because she is passionate about helping other people. And that's what True Mindsets is all about. I got to tell you, go check it out, truemindsets.com. She's offering through me, now D1.com, I mean, now D1, just an unbelievable opportunity to get a great discount. If you can't work it out, just reach, reach out to me directly. I know we'll be able to figure something out. Yep. She truly wants to help people, and that's Alan, what she does. Alan will scholarship, um, and we will work it out to make sure that this is accessible to everybody. I encourage you guys to get on there if you can, if your parents can do it. The 29 um, is, is more than affordable, but you know, I was, I was that kid who could have used any help and would have appreciated to do anything for it. So engage with it, you know, utilize it and, and give me feedback. Let me know if there's questions you watch a segment and you're like, yeah, but I, I kind of had this situation. So what about this, this, little detail of that, what you said, send, send it to Alan, send your question to Alan or me on the email and, and we'll get it answered. We'll come back on every other month and we'll target some of these things and issues. And, you know, we're moving into fall ball or practice or workouts and what can I do to be this, this, and this, then, then we can, we're here to support you. And between the two of us, I'm sure we'll be able to give you that support and get you on your way, at least better than it was. Hey, that's awesome stuff. And obviously, you know, we, we, and just for anybody that's on the spaces right now, I utilize Twitter X spaces because it's a great platform to record a conversation. And the reason that I record that conversation is it becomes a podcast and that podcast is now D one speaks. And that is become incredibly popular. I mean, now D one speaks is all over the place. I mean, there's tons of kids that want to be a part of the show and what's really become phenomenal is just how many coaches are subscribing and listening to it. Cause it gives them an opportunity to, to not only realize that, Hey, if I'm going out and seeing a prospect play, I know they've got the ability to play, but let me find out what their makeup's all about. Yeah. Character. And, that's exactly right. And this platform gives them that opportunity. So this is a this has become a very, very popular show. And uh, what a great opportunity that Danielle is putting out there to say, hey, contact truemindsets.com uh, or just reach out to me directly. You can either That's do it. it through Twitter. You can go onto my website now, uh, d1.com. Any way that you want to be able to touch me. Feel free to do that, and we will get your questions answered 100%. Hey, Danielle. Yes. Thank you. This is twice, and I cannot wait now. I guess it'll be uh, October. We'll get back together here. I like uh, that. We'll just just keep doing this. I think you're phenomenal. Well, thank you, Alan. Thanks for providing such a great platform and such a supportive platform for these kids, coaches, and even parents listening in. It's, It's really phenomenal. I'm a huge fan. And I'm just really, I feel like it's a privilege to be able to share and, and be on here and be able to use this as kind of a funnel to support kids. It's so great. No question. Well, I can't think of a better way to end tonight than with what you just said. So thank you, everybody, for joining. And I will look forward to our next show. So thank you and good night. Good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. 
The blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast.